0: Welcome back to the Stanford podcast. I am Graham Cook, and we are all here this week, uh, which we of course weren't last week. And little no secret, next week we're not all here either because we've actually <laughs> already recorded it. How are we both?
1: Yeah, pretty good. Just uh, much better than last week after my emotional breakdown. That I can't remember if it was mentioned on on here or not, but I did have an emotional breakdown
2: when you had the exam.
1: I had an exam. I had a house that was falling apart um my partner's house is falling apart <laughs> just wow. one of those weeks where just everything was just kind of going downhill uh but we're all good now um I think the sun came out and it just made it a lot better yesterday and today. <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah and both houses are on the up now so we've kind of got places to
0: live just about
1: so yeah I'm good
0: good week what, me anyone really has anyone had a good week I've, I've,
2: yeah I just had quite a big weekend again I just need to I just need to relax and <laughs> I'm back on the feel-new again, too. I was very lucky yesterday. I went to the George for lunch. It was really nice. Um, It was nice. I mean, it's a treat, isn't it, going
1: there?
2: Mm It was lovely, yeah. Yeah. Not bad for Monday lunchtime, really.
1: No, not at all. I feel like you said, though, with the spending earlier, like, from since last weekend with the pubs being open, I have been about five or six times which is really bad but yeah the spending has just got astronomical compared to normal so i need to get back to my um lockdown ways for sure
2: yeah even things like going and getting a coffee out mm-hmm. it's all those things that have add up whereas you just didn't spend any of that money before anyway yeah. i'm just tight but yeah
1: <laughs> <sighs> how about you graham how was your week oh we never asked you
0: i got that you have a you've done me there <laughs> um, well, if, if it was weird, kind of asking the question and then telling you about myself, I
1: guess. you weren't expecting that one, were you?
0: No, I wasn't. You were um, modeling or
1: foot modeling, or
0: no, actually, problem with the feet, I'm out of action. Oh, that sounds weird.
2: Sorry, you're a, you're a foot model, <laughs> Well, need a shoe model, which anyone could do, really, because it's you can't see any of the foot. <laughs>
0: We will we'll come back on this, but I should introduce you, really. You have just heard her. Julie is joining us this week from Baby Nomad. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, now let's might... get
1: back to foot modelling. <laughs> I, might, <laughs> no, I
3: might change my job, seeing as there's an opening in, in foot modelling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I tried to convince these guys that's what I was doing, but I did some photos for Woolfox Country Golf Club, which has recently been taken over. Which was Rutland County Golf Club, and uh, one of the photos is just of my golf shoes. So I was telling, I, I was trying. I need, I need to build my CV somehow. And I was just trying to sell that I was doing some modelling, including some foot modelling. That model oh, it didn't work.
2: They did it really. We weren't exactly. Was
0: your been... it
3: or Was it just your your your, your golf shoes?
0: <laughs> well, my feet were in the shoes, but yeah. that was about it But there's been no repeat business, to be fair, clearly well, You've and not it. had a callback <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's not talk about me, let's talk about your new
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to this, it's normally, I just send out the questions But yeah, I um, I broke my toe on Thursday playing cricket So uh, foot modelling is um, on hold, because it's <laughs> currently not now The
2: modeller's nightmare, a broken
0: toe <laughs> <laughs> It's career ending
3: Really painful though, um breaking your
1: toe. That's the only body part that I've broken.
0: Yeah, and this was a. You would critical... say that, wouldn't
1: you? Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not broken <breaking> anything else. <laughs> Not sure that's fair.
2: <laughs> I've broken my big toe as well. Someone drove into me with a motorbike, and it was it was my big toe, and I just looked down, and it was kind of just dangling off. So,
1: oh I, my I'm god! A bit
2: hurting, really. I just sort of went into shock, but it's
1: not ideal. I I've never different. broken any bone in my body. Touch wood, whatever. And the thought of it scares me so much. Like mm. I don't understand how people deal with that pain. I just feel like it would hurt so much. Yeah, it gives me and, the creep as well. This oh, it freaks crazy. me out. So I'm, I don't I feel for you, Graham. Although my friend did once break her foot skiing. She complained about it to her boyfriend for months and months and months, or weeks, and said, "You know, it's really hurting." anyway went about her life a few years years later you know thought nothing of it um really hurt her foot skiing again took it to the emergency room that time because it was in a lot more pain and uh they said oh well when was the last time you broke your foot because you've clearly broken it twice and you know that was the the classic um she should have won that argument three years ago that she had had broken her foot the time before so she had broken a broken foot and a Mm. Made it ten times worse. Did it just so. sort of
2: reset itself. It yeah, just
1: reset, balls? and she just got over the pain, hobbled along for a few months, and got over it. And then she broke it again, and she proved her boyfriend right. Oh. So. <laughs> so which toe is it, Graham? Is it a little
0: toe? No, it's on my big toe on my left foot. So I was playing cricket, and uh, I basically missed the ball, and it landed on my toe.
1: <laughs> Has it got so a I funny to... colour?
0: Yeah, it's a very and really large, and a very funny colour. And that no, big... it's.
2: Have you got a big comedy plaster
0: on it? Like a one in a. No, car, I did. It's robbing. I manned up. I claimed that it didn't really hurt. Uh, carried on, tried to play, and um, I've just complained about it ever since, really. <laughs> but that was Thursday. So I'm hoping now. We'll
1: just put right. some frozen peas on it. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. fine. I'm glad that it's, it's been too, the, the main feature of the introduction of the podcast, then. Yeah. You? Your big toe. Have <laughs> you splinted it?
2: Have you got a splint on it? No, I've done nothing.
0: I couldn't put any socks on for a few days, so my foot was really cold for ages. But.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Aww, Your toe caps next time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did, to be honest, I did the first thing, God, this is really boring, isn't it? The first thing I did do is go and buy some cricket shoes on my way home. <laughs> right, I need these, stop wearing like these really thin Nike fly knits. So, uh... but yeah, that, that's a bit exciting. Or oh, I did go out at the weekend. Uh, That's probably a bit more Stamford talking rather than people listening about my big toe. So uh, um,
3: everyone's got big toes in Stamford, though. It's very but, it was true.
0: <laughs> true. Um, there is a cricketer, and I now can't remember his name, but he only has two toes on one of his feet.
3: What? But I think playing,
0: it's
2: like from losing them in cricket.
0: Well, I don't. No, I think they were un-cricket related. Well, you want to be careful, but... Graham.
2: He wasn't born like that. He's, he's um, like lost three
0: toes on one foot. Martin Gottil. Um, which I mean nothing to you guys But ironically today He plays for New Zealand And today is the one year anniversary of the World Cup final Anyway He only has two toes on his left foot He was involved in a forklift accident And lost three toes when he was 13 awesome. He's Guess what his nickname is
1: what, Two toes?
0: <laughs> yeah he got it in one I imagine.
3: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Which one you see, I'm interested in which ones he's lost, because if he's lost his big toe, that, that holds your balance. Yeah.
0: Yeah, big Yeah. Toe, so he's got...
3: All balances off.
0: So he's got um, his big toe and the one next to it. Here you go, I can show you. I've just Googled, because I can't remember he's, which big toe.
2: got the two most important ones.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's why I can balance. So he's got an international cricketer. I, I
2: need is to see it. it. Oh!
3: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I, love it. I love any bodily weirdness.
0: Well, it's not fun. Oh, well, this this one's even better. This photo. You okay. didn't think you'd get this on the podcast? Did you look at that one?
1: It
3: looks like you're doing that.
0: Well, that's not someone that's coming for my foot modeling career, is he? He's not competition. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but there, may be, there may be a good, um, there may be a real niche market there though. Two-tone <laughs>
1: foot modeling, let's not go into that,
3: let's move swiftly on. <laughs> the,
0: the images link, this comes.
3: I could link this into a workshop that I'm doing next week on, on yes. reflexology. So, there we go, we can turn it round to uh, reflexology for babies.
0: <laughs>
2: all right yes please let's turn it around yeah let's
1: talk about that now
0: <laughs> you're not going to ask me again about my week are you ever again it's never up. that's when... the only
1: time you ever get in a show you're not having it again <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> 20 episodes never been asked and uh, here we are <laughs> let's talk about my toes and uh, now i'm just staring at Martin ink two toes weirdly on this laptop anyway sorry we digress massively so julie thank you very much for joining us sorry for consuming the last 20 minutes of your life talking about my toes thank Yeah, thanks for having me on no, thank you very much for for joining us. It is uh, very much appreciated. So, I said before, you are the the founder of Baby Nomad.
3: I teach pregnancy yoga, baby massage, postnatal yoga, uh, mum and baby yoga, and family yoga, and well, woman yoga. But that is a bit of a sort of long. That's what I do. But ultimately, I'm I'm support. I'm here to support the women women of Stamford and their babies to you know come together to create a community. And to find, uh, to find a bit of yeah, to find joy through positive touch and through accessible yoga. Um, I'm not one of those yoga teachers uh, who are you know sort of Instagram ready. <laughs> I'm not bendy, but so you know if you come to it's a lot of people say oh I can't do you know I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible enough, and actually that is probably the reason to do yoga. That's what Baby Nomad is supporting parents and babies through massage and yoga
0: but anyone that does a parody of the pointer sisters on their instagram is instagram ready as far as i'm aware
3: <laughs> yeah great oh i'm glad you've seen that video yeah i like i like uh, i like singing is a big part of my of my classes you know singing to babies that's really important for bonding um and i have got a bit of kind of musical tourettes i must admit I do tend to burst into song if somebody says something and, you know, I, I can. I
1: feel we like would get on quite well. I'm the same.
3: Yeah. Have you got any for me, Molly? Any examples?
1: I mean, not right now, but I do sometimes just treat my life like a musical. and I'll just start singing. Uh, really annoys my partner, Dan. But uh, yeah, I just do it anyway. Yeah. Like full-time Mamma Mia at my house, just all the time, just burst into song.
3: Yeah. It's a good way to relieve, r- release stress,
2: isn't it? Oh, yeah just be a bit down. you just turn your conversation into a song or does someone say something which is like a it's from a song so you then start singing that song?
3: Oh it depends what it is I mean one of the one of my things I cannot help myself is when when they ask when you they say at the uh, supermarket checkout you want cash back so I then start singing cash back to the day when the night is
1: young
3: Yeah, <laughs> by your it, imagination? Yeah, so it,
1: that's my kind yeah. of that's my kind of musical as well. It's yeah, it's, someone it, reminds so. you of something or in a song or whatever. You just yeah. you just can't stop. Yeah, so that's,
3: that's amazing. amazing.
2: And you don't you don't just do it in your head.
3: On who I'm talking to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes I have to rein it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know what you
2: mean though. It's just a link in your own head. Yeah. When I was gets it. it doesn't really. Matter. It's sad
1: that no one, not everyone, wants to live life like a musical. I, I always find that. Well, how does no one else want to just burst into song with me?
2: Well, I think we
3: need to do more of it, get out on the high street. Love it. <laughs> but everybody, you know, if you if I talk to to mum, to mums, because it is mostly mums who come to class, and we and I do sing, you know, little ditties in, in class, and people say, Oh, I I sing that, but I make my own words up, and it's like brilliant. So you've got that connection you know, to that, you know, inner joy, and you've got that connection to your baby, it makes you laugh, and then it makes your baby laugh. Traditional nursery rhymes, I still, you know, I still sing, but I think it's really good to make up your own your own words to songs.
0: God, this isn't very, very up-to-date. The Peter Kaye sketch where he does- Oh, yeah. He, he plays the song, or claims to play the song through the microphone, and it's what you always thought the lyrics were- misheard lyrics. Oh, miss her lyrics, yeah. Ryan, that is my
3: favourite thing to listen to. If I'm feeling sad, I love that skit. That skit is it's genius.
0: When are you going to st- staple the vicar?
3: Stay, yes. <laughs> Why don't I staple the vicar? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that. It's like whenever you hear this, he does a Shania Twain one. I can't remember what song it is. I'm sure it's that Don't Impress Me Much, but there's one in there and you can't not listen to it or can't not hear it when you, when you hear that song. It just, ah, it makes me
0: howl. We've covered all sorts so far. (laughs) How did it all start?
1: I used to live
3: down on on a boat on the River Neen at uh, Yarwell Mill. So I was five months pregnant when I moved to the area. I'd never been to Stanford before, uh, but I'd lived on a boat, previous and when I got pregnant I thought right I I need a bigger boat so I ended up buying a big boat a reasonably big boat on a permanent mooring on Yarwell Mill and when my son was born I yeah I just wanted to you know I, I did and I'd done my baby massage training and then he was born and then I just I just suddenly got it and I was like right this is what I need to do and this is what I want to do and uh, so I went into the Children's Centre where I work now, to Stanford Children's Centre. And I literally walked in and I said, I'm a baby massage teacher. I had my son with me, he was six months at the time. And uh, I said, uh, you know, are you interested in having me th- doing some baby massage here? And that's how, it, that's basically how it started. And that was, yes, that was 10, hang on, no, gosh, no, that was 12 years ago.
0: So how did you come to, I guess, firstly doing the baby massage training? Was that something you were always interested in?
3: No, no, I don't know. That was, how, that, I, got, I got my qualification in 2003 and I was still doing holistic bodywork, you know, as nomad. And, and I had a really strong client base uh, where I lived. I used to live down in Luton and I had a strong client base down there. And then I did. I don't know what drew me to it, but I really wanted to work with babies. So I did this. Uh, I did this course, but it wasn't until when my son was born that, as I say, that I kind of really got it. You know, I did. I was teaching classes before then, but it wasn't really. I didn't. really really connected, connected with it until I had him.
0: Moved to Stanford then and started with the. Stanford Children's Centre and that continues to be um where you are based predominantly currently?
3: Yeah yeah so I'm still there and I have been apart from a short break and I mean I do I've I've tried and tested other venues but the thing is with the Children's Centre is that it's they do loads of other stuff there um they're very generous with the space that they have so they've got two uh, big spaces the family room and the conservatory um, and it's uh, and they do lo- lots of lots of free stuff and I just yeah I you know I fit really well into that um, and it's a it's a gr- it's a, just a great resource
0: and we'll come on to kind of how everything has changed for you and, and kind of what you're doing now but in terms of you mentioned around do the massaging and the yoga kind of tell us I guess a little bit more about what they what they entail for either baby or and or parent so let's let's
3: start let's backtrack because pregnancy yoga so if if a, if a mum stays with me throughout their sort of you know baby nomad journey they'll start with pregnancy yoga then the baby's born and then you do baby massage then mum and baby yoga when the baby is a little bit, a little bit older, maybe sort of uh, four months on, and then family yoga after that. So yoga throughout pregnancy uh, is really, really beneficial. And, you know, it, it depends on what, if you've done yoga before. I get a lot of beginners. And uh, if you've done yoga before, then it's a, it's a great place to start your yoga practice uh, when, you, when you get pregnant because it's like a clean slate. And you're doing it, you're doing sort of yoga for, for two, really. And it really helps with labor and birth. So we do a lot of breath work, um, relaxation, do a lot of dancing. So my, my training's with Birthlight and Birthlight have a very sort of fun approach to yoga. So it doesn't look like a kind of typical yoga class. Yeah, there's more, there's more sort of uh, fun and intuitive movement in, in, in a Birthlight yoga class. And then uh, baby massage is, after your baby is born, usually babies are around about six weeks old when they come to class. Um, I do have mums coming with really, really young babies if they can get out of the house. But it's very, you know, it's very much dependent on on the situation of the mother, whether she, you know, whether she wants to come out, really. Uh, I quite, I think the baby moon, it's really good to encourage that um, that bonding, so for the first two weeks, you are, you know, you stay put, and you are able to then make a real strong bond with your baby, and then you can start going out to classes, I think there's quite a lot of pressure for, you know, for, for mums to get out to class um, too early, and then the baby yoga is, is a joint practice between, between mum and baby, so we do some postnatal yoga to strengthen the mum uh, the mum's body, and um and also the babies get movement as well because babies are really quite you know they're quite static these days um we don't unless babies tend to be moved you know from a cot to a car seat and then you know into a chair and then back so they're not getting as much movement as possibly they used to they used to do um so the baby yoga is really really good for 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 getting babies to to understand, you know what what their bodies can do really, with the help of the parents. Um, and it's mostly with the help of the the mother. I do get dads come into class, but usually not until family yoga, when the child is a little bit older.
1: When you said about obviously like when babies get moved from like car seat to high chair or whatever, mm-hmm. is that just like a different way of life? from what how a baby used to be like treated or something I don't really get how it depends on what you're comparing
3: it to you know if you're looking at, at you know many
1: well I'm, is it just I'm... like modern way of life like that people just kind of yeah, yeah rely more on stuff like that like put the mm-hmm. baby in front of the television and leave it obviously not a baby baby but a younger child maybe
3: well there has been you know there's been massive changes that you know it hasn't there but I think with the advent of, of, of prams where pa- babies were literally, okay, babies are born, put them in the pram. So we used to carry our babies a lot. And, and that's, there has been a move actually back, which is great, back to, they call it baby wearing. So you use a sling, you know, to, mm. to carry your baby. And it's incredibly beneficial. And that gives the baby movement as well, as well as having the closeness to, to the parent itself. On that note, there's a great, the Stanford and Peter Sling Library, they, uh, that's, that's a local facility where you can rent out slings and, you know, you say you don't have to buy the sling and you can rent them out and try them out. And, and it's also with, with massage and yoga, you are gaining confidence. You, that's what, if ever I hear a, a mum saying to me, I feel a lot more confident with Handling my baby, then I know that they've got something that I wanted to give. So it's 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 so important to leave a class to feel you know nurtured, to feel confident, and to feel that you're doing something right because it's really easy to feel that you know you're cocking up all the time.
0: And with and with that, sorry, do you find that the babies kind of it kind of gives them. I guess, some element even very young of some of kind of that self-confidence and an element of those social skills as well. There is that part of being put into a group or a gathering of people and being able to kind of, I guess, learn completely without thinking about it. They're starting to learn those social skills and building those relationships with those around them.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I couldn't have put it better myself, really, which is what I should have originally said. But that is that is one of the biggest um, you know takeaways from being in class is that social aspect and that they are yeah, being exposed to not over not only other babies and being socialized with other babies, but with other other parents as well. I I don't know if you've heard the saying it takes a village to raise a child. But that's what I'm trying to kind of emulate in a class. So a baby may, you know, sometimes I get quite often get groups of women coming like from, I don't know, from other like NCT, which is National Childbirth Trust. So they've met each other before or I'll get women who have been to my pregnancy yoga class and they will do the baby massage with me. So so the baby then recognizes, you know, the mum who sat next to them. Um and I always get the babies together in class. We, have, we all sort of gather around and they have like a little baby meeting, and it's just fascinating Aww. to watch them watch the interactions of babies when you haven't got an adult kind of involved.
0: And from what you said, it's it's just taking it back to those very early, simplistic steps and and that what I say about that social skills and that building relationship. That's no different to an adult going to a yoga class, and then from what you've said about the kind of the movement side of it, it's yeah okay they're really not going to do kind of the yoga poses, but they're doing this simple body movements or learning the simple body movements. By the sound of it, that that you kind of yeah you take that yoga pose back to its simplest form, and that's what they're learning as a baby.
3: Yeah, it does. A baby, if you watch babies uh, do um. Or toddlers, or uh, like pre-crawlers or crawlers, doing doing yoga. I'm, doing, I'm putting this in, you know, inverted commas. They are really good yogis. You watch a baby. A baby who's learned to sit will have the most beautiful posture. You know, they'll have their natural curve in the spine, and you know, the head will be balanced on the, on top of the on top of the body. Whereas we're all, you know, we we learn bad habits as we get as we get older what we're not doing is making a baby do things before they're ready but you're supporting supporting the baby with the parent to sort of observe what the baby is trying to do and support it with you know
2: with yoga type movement I first did yoga a long time ago and I did do some when I was pregnant so I did do some pregnancy yoga but had a bit of an incident one day (laughs) which I didn't really emotionally ripped from, I think. Um, there was no physical damage, but um, I was doing some kind of downward pose and I was quite heavily pregnant. And I think my arms just sort of gave way somehow. So I just sort of face-planted, And because I was quite heavy and because I was laughing so much, I couldn't actually lift myself back up again. <laughs> so I was just sort of stuck on my mat with the young instructor and two or three of my close friends were also pregnant all just laughing at me. No one helped me. Was <laughs> on <them. laughs> it was Luke. hilarious. Because when you're laughing, you've got no strength at all, have you? <laughs> so it just got worse and worse. We were just all crying with laughter. And there was me bump down, <laughs> bump down per what it was. <laughs> um, but yeah no I've, I mean I do I do really enjoy yoga actually. It's um I was wondering there with like the baby. Well, they do all sorts of yoga now, don't they? Like dog yoga and goat oh, yoga God. and goat yoga.
1: things.
3: You put oh. you, you put any word in front of it, and you can make like drinking yoga. Somebody was, you know, you reach out, reach out for a pint, and you know, balance your balance your pint on your feet, and
2: yeah, yeah. But um, but with with babies though, I mean, do you spend any time sort of? obviously not manipulating them but do do you put them into different positions because i mean they're already so flexible aren't they does it does it sort of benefit them in any way in that sense or is it more really at that stage about a bonding thing and touch and so on with the between them and the mother and so on
3: yeah they're equally as important really but um manipulate yeah i suppose it's it, it's a uh... A reasonable, you know, a reasonable description of it because you're taking, um, you're taking, for example, for example, let's say about building strength um, um, in a baby's back or opening the chest, you know, to improve lung function. So taking Mm. their arms from a midline position and just sort of opening them out like a flower, you know, so you're not sort of, you're not, you're never forcing the body beyond any position that the baby isn't happy to um, but you are exploring with the baby that movement Um, and some of them as I say can kind of emulate yoga positions Um, and some of them are just are just stretches Uh, and it's and it's very very individual for the baby it depends on you know what birth they've had Uh, It depends on the confidence of the, of the parent. Um, So, you know, a baby wouldn't, you see toddlers doing what look like downward dogs and they do that naturally. So, uh, but, uh, you know, obviously a baby, so for example, a baby who isn't, who is uh, three or four, three to four months old, who's not rolling yet. um, And they just, you know, they're lying on their back and they're looking up at the parents. So there's loads of things that you can do with the arms, as you use the word manipulate, but moving the arms out of a position where they wouldn't normally be um, to uh, to help with um, yeah body movement and moving the legs to help with digestion. They're
2: so flexible when they're born, but if they just continued, I mean, it's like if you if you do the splits. Mm do it every day for the rest of your life you'll always be able to do it won't you but it's about maintaining that level of flexibility yeah
3: yeah it does and and we lose that really really quickly I mean your so your daughter's 11 my son's 13 and he even though he's um you know he's really active his flexibility isn't isn't great because Mm. you know he hasn't been working on the stretches uh, and yes, if you practice, if you, if you practice, then your body just continues to,
2: you know, to learn. Um, but you can get it back you, with with regular practice. You can absolutely develop flexibility. I bet you've had some lovely stories of people doing it and it really helping them, whether it's, you know, something obvious like childbirth itself or... You know if they've come to you when they've got pregnant and then just seen it all the way through to just doing it for themselves you know beyond family yoga or whatever i bet they they sing the praises of it continuously i imagine
3: yeah there's there's i've had some some lovely feedback and people as you rightly say have never done yoga before and have discovered it in pregnancy and now you know their children are older and they're still doing it whether it's with me or somebody else absolutely it's um it, it's a it's very rewarding yeah
0: how are you currently working through your your timetable
3: uh, my schedule looks like i'm running pregnancy yoga um i'm running baby massage classes i'm doing mum and baby yoga and i'm doing family yoga and i'm doing workshops as well uh, with baby reflexology uh, I do pre-recorded uh, videos for um, mum and babies um, and it's it's a case of having to it's a case of having to be sort of creative with it um, however I I really you know when we were meeting that week before last we uh, we I did an outdoor class and it was just it was just wonderful underneath the, the big tree on the wreck beside the playground. You know, we all just met under there and did a bit of yoga, did some breath work, did some relaxation and everybody was like craving it, absolutely craving it. So yes, my classes have continued and yes, I definitely think that there's a place for doing yoga online, um, especially people who can't get out. So, you know, not everybody can get out on an evening, and I pre-record the classes. So, you know, you've got access to do the classes afterwards and over and over again. So uh, that's really, really helpful. Some mums some just don't, don't feel able to get out of the door. So in that case, turn your computer on and you can, you know, you, you still can see people and you can still learn. And I, I, but I don't know when I'm gonna be back uh, at the children's center, but when the sun shines, I'm on social media, and I'm, you know, I'm like, the sun's out, meet me down at the park.
0: So with all the classes right now, they're a mix of live and then you're recording them so people can do them later, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah. Can I ask, how do you do baby massage online? Do you have like a demo baby or something that you use?
3: Yeah, I've got three babies. I've got, um, I've got Sam, Bobby and Harriet. So they're all, they're all dolls. And I love them very much, like they are my own baby. I've had to be quite inventive, to be honest, Lucy, with the the way I use the tech. So I have to have one camera on the baby. Um, So I'm in the meeting as myself, but I'm also the host. So I have one camera on me and one camera on the baby. So you can see what I'm doing with the baby, but you can also see what I'm doing as well.
2: Right, okay. And then mum and baby yoga, again, you just use a baby to demonstrate with them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So the baby is, um, I, I show the moves on the baby and, uh, the mum, the mum copies. I mean, yeah. you know, it definitely has its limitations because it's not a real baby and you don't get that response. If I'm lucky enough to have a baby, you know, a baby in class who, and the mum and quite often the mum goes, oh yeah, please, you know, please use my baby as a model. It's great. Yeah. Cause then I can, you know, you can really show, you can show it in action, you know, rather than just going, oh, you do this and you do that because it looks easy with a doll. And obviously the doll doesn't cry. Yeah. The doll doesn't need its happy <laughs> change and the doll doesn't need feeding. <laughs> but, you know, it's a good, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good sort of, um,
2: uh, you know, method. But if yeah. I get my
3: hands on a real baby, it's always a bonus. Yeah.
2: So how long do you think it will be before you get your hands on a real baby? Is there any idea at all?
3: <laughs> mm, well, I, I spoke to the Children's Centre today and they don't know. Um, the, I, I use Uffington Village Hall for my family yoga and they are going to be open again, but you know, socially distance, I, I don't want to return. Um, where I have to uh, have only like three people in a class so I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait out, I'm gonna do my outdoor classes and I'm gonna wait for the Children's Centre to open. I'm, I'm really hoping it'll be
2: September but I, I really don't know. I'm... Oh, well fingers crossed for the weather because like you said I bet people It's just ideal isn't it being outdoors in the sunshine you know. It's great. And... It's great teaching outdoor, I mean, I used to do well, I still
3: do a lot of festivals and i teach um i teach yoga and and baby stuff at festivals and it brings you know being so close to the earth um and having
2: the sky up above it's it creates it's really magic, so we can find out about any classes that you're doing if you're doing impromptu outdoor ones, you're going to be doing them. You'll, you'll post it will you somehow yeah i can't really i mean
3: i could put it on my website but it's just you know by the time i put it on my website and put it on social mm-hmm. media I, you know I, I wouldn't even be out there teaching so the best way to find me and to follow me is um at love baby nomad um on instagram and mm-hmm. also on facebook so i'll post it I'll post it on both those platforms, but really a lot of mums who, and I encourage mums to create like WhatsApp groups with each other. So quite Mm. often I'll get one mum saying, Oh yeah, yeah, I've I've seen this and next thing they're telling all their friends. So I'm, 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 you know, relying on the Stanford mummy grapevine. Mm. Really lucky. We've got loads of excellent baby classes in Stamford, when I first started here, there, was, there, wasn't, there wasn't that much apart from at the children's center, but it's, there's, there's, there's loads of different baby classes to, to be enjoyed in Stamford. Um, and the Stamford Mummy website run by Vicky is excellent. And they've got a Facebook page as well. Um, and you can see, you know, what, what uh, the schedule is for all the classes, all the baby classes every week. So that's a sort of one stop.
0: Cool. Yeah, so that's the StamfordMummy.co.uk. mummy.co.uk. You said about the Well Woman is, is something, a new offering that, that you have. Is there, is there anything else on the kind of periphery or within the future plans? To... Uh,
3: the Well Woman one is the main uh, new venture that I'm doing. They, I also do look out for workshops that I do, which aren't they're not necessarily new, but they are what the things which I hold every three months. So I've got what uh, baby reflexology and uh, diastasis recti. Okay. Which is, um, which is split abdominal muscles, which is really common in pregnancy and postnatally. You, and, uh, I will be doing that again, face to face Uh, As well, but in the meantime, I've got an online course, and that's up on my website for sale. So that's sort of that's that's quite a new offering, my online diastasis recti course. I'm also, as as you know, when I said originally, I started off as holistic uh, massage, so I do a lot of work with I do pregnancy massage and postnatal massage and a uh, a treatment called closing the bones, which is after a woman has had a baby. Basically, wrap them so you wrap them in what's called a rebozo, which is a long scarf. Uh, It's a really nurturing treatment, it's to bring um, the bones of the pelvis back together and to draw energy back into the mother's body. Yeah, so that's a so I'll be you know, once once we get back to face to face working, I'll be back uh, doing my my treatments, which I love. I'm really lucky, I, I really am. I love, I absolutely love what I do. Yeah, and it, it makes me really happy when people do come up to, you know, and, and I'm still in touch with them and do come up and say how much it's, it's benefited them over the years.
2: Mm.
0: If people wanted to join a class, what would, they, what would they need to do or what would they need to bring to do so?
3: The booking, I have a booking system, so you can access that through my website under the timetable. Um, or you can look at the events on Facebook or or obviously through Instagram on my bio. So, uh, so the booking system is really straightforward, I hope. Um, And then what they need to bring, you see this depends post, post lockdown, uh, pre lockdown, sorry. I provided everything, yoga mats, yoga blocks, um birthing balls no i didn't so the mother the pregnant mother would bring the birthing ball but this is going to i think this is going to have to change the people have to bring their own kit along uh which is a bit of a shame really so yoga mat yoga blocks because they're always very helpful um a scarf i always use scarf in my scarves in my classes that it's a bit like using um a yoga strap um, and comf- wear comfy clothes. Oh, there's some great yoga clothes, but it's definitely not a necessity. No comfort. Yes, comfort. comfort. Practicality.
0: During during lockdown, then, um, and whilst these are over Zoom, uh, does it in terms of what the equipment people need, does it change?
3: No, um, no. Actually, another benefit of of having classes at home is that. You can do it on your rug, on your carpet, no mat needed, you can, you know, grab a scarf from your, you know, your winter wardrobe, um, and you can use chairs, sofas, uh, window ledges, walls, stairs, it's, you can get really creative, so you don't, you actually don't need anything. To attend a class on Zoom, apart from yourself and a baby, if you've got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, actually saying that—that's another another thing. Which, um, if your baby is is sleeping or or you know they're crying or they need feeding or they need changing, then you know you can turn your camera off, turn the you know mute yourself, and and get on with it. I mean, that's it, that happens anyway in my classes. Judge, you know, you leave expectations at the door there's no judgment and if your baby cries then they cry if they need changing you do it in the circle because I always I always teach in a circle so we can all it's just lovely something really very sort of completed about teaching in a circle.
0: No, we'll share all of the sites and pages that you've mentioned obviously yourself and the Facebook page Instagram page as I said there's um great parody of the Pointer Sisters on there for people to go and to go and watch. We'll share those and the <laughs> other ones that you've mentioned, like the Stamp of Mummy, we'll include those so people can, can have a hunt around and then get in touch if they want to. Going back to last week's episode of the podcast and we had Alex on from Mintridge. Some people may have seen it, but for those that haven't, they had an amazing weekend. Lots of things happened. Unfortunately, my hill sprints epically failed due to Um, one bus tow, but they wanted to do 2,800 kilometres, which was Land's End, John O'Groats, and back again. So far, and I know some people haven't shared their distances yet, they've done 5,058 kilometres. So they're nudging close to being double what their goal was, which is amazing. That's
1: amazing.
0: 20 hours of effort from... New Zealand to Stanford and everywhere in between. There was, there was people taking part. They raised a lot of money. The, all the things they had on were thoroughly really well supported, whether it was for those that didn't get involved on behalf of Mintutia. Thank you um, for all that support and look forward to future events that we can uh, continue to support. Julie, thank you very much for joining us. Great to hear of another community that you're the forefront of that, perhaps a lot of people didn't know about but within Stamford, using that community spirit and, and building a smaller community of people to get together and, and share their experiences and ultimately improve their their life in Stamford.
3: that's exactly what it is Graham community and well-being through massage and yoga yeah great
0: thank you